Boom, and we're live. Boom, pal. Uh, two Wheels to Freedom live show or something. Also On podcast. Two Wheel Tuesday. Also podcast. On It used to be Two Wheel Tuesday. We've had 106 to think about what the hell it's called. We don't know. No, we changed. It was Two Wheel Tuesday, but then I was like being... I'm hard, I, it's a hard time committing to Tuesday for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? Just one night for the rest of my life, Nick, for this podcast. Tuesday, it's a rough commitment. I'm not, I wasn't afraid to make that commitment with Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesdays are fine with me. Uh, yep. So number 106, we got Magic Matt Cole. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of why his uh, nickname is Magic. You know what Christy said the second she read it? What? Magic, what? Magic Cole. Ha. I Magical. totally went over my head. Oh. <laughs> All these years, it All took these a teacher. Years. These f- teachers. That's why they get paid the big bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like to ask teachers at comedy shows. I, one time there was a bunch there, and I'm like, oh, you know, like, I don't remember what I asked them what they did. And they were like, no, we're teachers. And I was like, yeah, give it up for teachers. Everybody thinks... You know, teachers are underappreciated, this and that. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, they deserve a raise. And they go, yeah. And I was like, how, how much better are you going to teach if you get a raise? Like, what are you <laughs> not teaching now that you're... Well, they were like, oh, well, uh, and I'm like... We ex- work so many extra uh, hours. Like, exactly. That's all I wanted to hear. <laughs> you they, do, they do work a lot of extra hours, but they also... Get, get two really months off. And they get paid well. Yeah. And they get every holiday off. Yeah, they do all right. Like, I wouldn't want to do it, but you get to pick your job, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's um, what it is. So, uh, Magic's popping on. Magic Cole is popping on here uh, in a little bit. He's driving home this What if he about. doesn't even know it's Magic Cole? Oh, shit. He's like, oh, I never knew that went together like that. It's terrific. <laughs> we got to ask and see what he says. He may, All right. If he doesn't say that, then I... <laughs> uh, it's all we good. We still got he stickers. We got to do some sticker giveaway thing. Yeah. Sticker giveaway thing. Stickers for um, likes. I, there's that one guy I got to send stickers that we were talking to the other night. All right. <laughs> let's get through the damn sponsors <laughs> before we go on. I'm sorry. Otherwise, we're going to get sidetracked and I'm never going to do it. Not Budweiser. Budweiser skip for letting me buy their beer. Yeah. Thanks for still having it in the stores during this pandemic. <laughs> uh <laughs> No, uh, strokerindustries.com. You can get the trigger. It's a little snazzy thing. goes on your gas can, and then it's push button. You don't have to open the vent like the guy that I that bought some from me the other day was doing. He's like, it leaks. What's wrong with this thing? And I'm like, why is the vent open? This is the whole point of this friggin' thing. Uh, idiot. Idiot. Um, <laughs> also... Uh, Canvas MX, brand yourself. I don't know if that's still their slogan, but it's a good slogan. You can basically go on canvasmx.com and design your own jersey. And if you suck at designing jerseys, you can like basically give Chuck the gist of what's going on, and then Chuck will fix it for you. So um, you Chuck can also like do a that. Photoshop, dude? Uh, Must be, right? I don't think that's photoshop that's graphic design all right well that's what i meant by that generalizing (laughs) Uh, um yeah i guess he's a photoshop dude then 
And last but not least, Boyson Engineering, one of the original, it's just boyson.com, one of the original uh, aftermarket companies for Moto, period. Started in, what do you say, 73 or something like that? A while ago. Uh, we weren't born. That's how long yeah. ago it was. You weren't born? I wasn't even born. Oh, sh- gross. It was like last century. uh uh, shit audio put up with yeah if nobody's watched the boys and podcasts or video that was a good one yeah it gets a little long but we do i go through the whole factory there it's five they're five minutes each just five segments going through the factory and how they go from design on the computer to making the actual parts painting them you know, all that stuff. That was a good one. Milling them all down them. so that their toler- tolerances are perfect for your motorcycle. Perfect. It's close. That's not even closer than that. They asked him what's the tolerances. He said, make it this close. And then we both just sign off. And then we don't say anything. No, You're I like, text- shit, who else sponsored I us? was writing, no, that's it. I was writing magic that we were on. I just touched my face. I'm done. Uh, Dude, I went uh, to the house today with a customer, and the guy, the lady was on the couch, like, "Sorry, I'd get up and say hi, but I don't feel good. I can't breathe <laughs> or talk or smell." <laughs> I, know, I was like, I, I almost like I'm not worried about it, but then I did like kind of hold my breath a little bit. When I go out in public now, I just breathe through my nose. Uh, I just got. Your nose has the filters. That's right. I don't have a hairy ass nostrils for nothing here. Yeah, when you get home, just got to clean out the corona. My nose was made for this, uh, for this dilemma. Like just big for maximum air intake with lots of hair inside. They grab a hold of the. I've seen so many people wearing masks, but they don't. They just put them down here. Like why aren't what? What's the point? That or you see couples and the ones like the girls wearing the mask and the guys not. Yeah. You live together. Yeah. And then they walk out and take them off. Are you guys going to make out later or what? <laughs> or live in the same house? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It's crazy. I'm not worried. I, the only reason I'm a little worried is because my parents are older. But, yeah. um, and my mom had cancer two years ago. But, yeah, that, you know, I'm not afraid of getting a bad cold. Like, Don't you almost said flu? You can't say that. No, why not? Kung that's flu. Fucking, it's terrible. That's this what, is the plague. That, can you? You can't say kung flu. <laughs> Corona <laughs> flu. There was a. Uh, I was hearing a bunch of good ones the other night. Uh, hell, I don't know, but they were funny. Kung flu is probably a hard one to top. That's pretty good. I'm sorry. I uh, was on the other podcast. Hey, apologize. <laughs> I was on the other podcast last night and I was like, dude, it's amazing that over in Spain they speak Mexican. Like, how? when did the Mexicans <laughs> conquer there? <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate Mexican culture. Yeah, those damn Spaniards. Next thing you know, they're going to have sombreros and fight bulls. Nothing's... Nothing sacred anymore. Nothing sacred. Next, it's like they don't even care. It's like let's ask. Let's get Torrentes on here and ask him, or Torrent Terrace, whatever his name I is. I wonder how good of uh, 
how good at English he speaks. How ask him? Say hey, I know you speak Mexican. How good you're American? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. How's your North American speak? Can you do? <laughs> can you we can have your uh, in between to translate. Find everybody. <laughs> can you do North American speak? Yes. <laughs> See, talk to him like a jerk off. <laughs> the interesting thing, yeah. Can like you? Yeah, that's how you do when people speak another language. You just act like they're stupid instead. You're just like, oh, what an idiot! You <laughs> hey, don't understand can you what hear I'm me? saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you hungry? You can't understand what I'm saying, you idiot. And they're like, what are you <laughs> Talk doing? Talk louder. It makes Speaking more that sense. gibberish. Oh, gosh. We're so ignorant. I had a, um, I think he was Colombian, uh, yell at me for not being able to speak Spanish. And I'd been to Colombia like 10 times. And I'm like, you guys fucking all talk so fast. Like, if you yeah. had, Talk to me slow so I could figure something out. But you guys just talk a million miles an hour, and I just wait for one of you to address me and talk directly to me. It's different in Colombia, too, because I don't think they, like, Mexican dudes up here who speak, you know, straight up Spanish, they encounter a shit ton of English, and we, we see a lot of Spanish. Down there, it's like it's all Spanish. They don't so even... They don't, they don't even speak. They speak like crazy Spanish. They have tons of slang. It's like it's like Australians basically have their own uh, their own um, language. What's what up, Mel and Matt Cole? What's well, happening, man? Sorry about the delay. I was just driving, so I'm gonna go and sit down. Can you hear me better now? Yeah. Terrific. Yeah, cool. Were you in the outback? Yeah, mate. It's all out back here, and we uh. Ride kangaroos to work. <laughs> <laughs> and drink Fosters. I remember all this. Yeah, no, Clint, you're, uh, you're really on the money there, mate. <laughs> this, this is all I did the whole time was just talk about uh, really bad Australian stereotypes that we have. Like, they don't even have Outback or Fosters there. <laughs> no, Where's your knife? There's Fosters, but it tastes like shit. <laughs> Because they're using kangaroo meat. Well, actually, we do eat kangaroo meat. I don't. It's you real eat kangaroo dangerous. tail? Never had kangaroo tail. I watched a show about Australian jails and the Aborigines that were in there. They, like, still let them get kangaroo. They had a, had a barbecue where they could cook kangaroo shit, and the tail was, like, a something they liked. Really? Yeah, it was an Australian show because the whole thing was the Australian guys were talking about they're in jail already, so we don't. We're not here to punish them while they're here. They're doing their time. It was pretty. Uh, what is this from the eighteen hundreds? What are they talking about? <laughs> no, I was on. I don't know. It was on TV, so it had to be true. Well, that's true, mate. Everything you hear on TV about Australia. Is true. <laughs> <laughs> Will everything kill you? Yes. Uh, a lot of stuff will. Yeah, <laughs> but the. The bad thing is it's all stuff that's heaps sneaky, like spiders and snakes, you can't see them. Like, there's just as much stuff in um, the States that'll kill you, like bears and lions, and we don't have any of that. But all our stuff sneaky, spiders, snakes. Well, we don't there's have lions. We just, we just have tigers at the right. Tiger King's place. He's got, like, drunk drivers and guns. Yeah, well... <laughs> We've got drunk drivers, but you guys are crazy about guns. But 
that's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, don't get us started. Yeah, I'll go get a gun right now. We'll handle this. <laughs> you got McDonald's? Yeah, man. Got myself a uh, thick shake. It doesn't have the stigma in Australia that it does in McDonald's, that it does in the States. McDonald's here, it's actually kind of like gone high class. <laughs> they fool We're like you. hipsters with it. Because we're like, nah, we've had it since the 50s. We had it first. Well, here now they've got like the McCafe. Have you guys got that? Yeah, like the coffees and stuff? Yeah, but it's all like full on dining areas and like gourmet menu and all this stuff. So are you guys all shut down over there? Can you go and eat inside someplace or you got to get everything to go? Yeah, everything has to be to go. Um no tables or chairs so especially where i live in newcastle it's a pretty vibrant city so the social um atmosphere is cafes and all stuff like that you know you have to wait outside to order and stand two meters apart and a whole thing awesome all right, so it's pretty much same everywhere. Let's say that again, man. I said so. It's the same everywhere. We're shut down all over here too. It's the same way. We can only get takeout. Dude, it's kind of. I went to a McDonald's the other day just to take a pee, and there was a line inside, and oh, nobody yeah. was following any rules. Yeah, like because you guys are <laughs> in those flyover states. <laughs> nobody here cares. Um, so what do you, uh, this guy's a roofer too. Well, kind of, I said, Nick's a roofer. I saw he had his gear on, so I flexed on him. I don't have cool roofer flannels though. Yeah. Don't you worry about this, man. It's nice. Well, that's what it's about. That's what Nick does. You do, you don't do roofs. You tell everybody, everybody else to do roofs, right? Yeah, I watch roofs get made. <laughs> what, so you do, like, you're a roofer by trade? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I, we have a roofing company. Yeah, nice. So what what materials do you guys use? Shingles. You guys do steel, I was seeing? Yeah, yeah, we do all metal roofing. All shingles. We got dudes around here that do it, but it's like, it's, uh, it's more specialized, it seems like. I think they... You don't see as much of it over there, metal roofing. Um, I see a lot of copper gets done. Yeah, there's been a lot um, more metal roofing, but dudes have been doing it shitty where they just go over shingles with, like, barn steel. And it doesn't uh, – I mean, people do it nice too, but, like, standing seam stuff. But that's rare. Yeah, well, it's, it's real – we don't have shingles in uh, Australia. It's mainly Calibon roofing. Um, say so with all different colors and whatever, and then terracotta or cement roof tiles. Yeah, you got the heat though, so that probably changes it up. Yeah, plus we don't have the snow, so we don't have to worry about all that extra uh, weight on the roof and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have uh, ice damming or none of that stuff. Nope. But even like here, it's different. You know, you go two states south of us, they do it totally different than we do it. Or you go to Canada, they do it way different. And they're not, they're only a couple hours north, you know? 
Yeah, that's well, one thing about the states that um, I always found pretty pretty cool is from state to state, it's so different. Like just the way people act, the way they speak, like the um, the architecture. It's so diverse in America, whereas in Australia, like everyone has pretty much the same accent and across the board. So, what's Australia's population? Uh, 20 million. That's a big ass country, continent for 20 million people. Yeah, man. This, we pretty much all live around the coast. Yeah. Um, it's just hot as balls in the, <laughs> in the middle, man. Dry and hot. And yeah, it sucks to live out there. So everyone's like, nope, don't leave me at the coast. Yeah. So, yeah. Seems nice. Uh, so you obviously did freestyle motocross. That's how I know you. But did you grow up racing too? Where yeah, are you? So where are you in Australia? I'm in Newcastle, so that's about hour and a half north of Sydney. On the uh, east coast. Okay. So, um, but yeah, um, I've been riding since I was six or seven. Um, you know, same, same kind of story. Like my dad was in the bikes. I had two older brothers that rode, um, then kind of when I was big enough, cause I was a pretty tiny kid. Um, when I was big enough, got the Wee 50 and all that kind of stuff. Um, and went, you know, went through the processes. And then as I got older, I surfed a lot. So the riding kind of took a back seat. And I wanted to be a pro surfer and put a whole heap of effort into that. Um, and look, I, I got good, but yeah, hard gig. And then uh, in my teens, late teens, I went back to racing. And then, yeah, freestyle, early 20s. Yeah, I saw some pictures of you uh, surfing, and it looks like you're a ripper on a surfboard as well. Were you airing? Did I see you? Yeah. This fucking guy. <laughs> you got the lingo down. Airing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I surf, I, I put a whole heap of effort in surfing. Um, I've always said, like, if I put so that much effort into freestyle, then I wouldn't have known where I could have gotten to because I just kind of did what I had to do to get by riding, and I put a heap of effort into surfing. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you think that you should have, like, I guess you tried to go pro surfing? Or, yeah. And what happened it was just way harder. There's so many gnarly dudes. You're probably in a really difficult place as well. Yeah, well, just a lot of competition. And because it's such an old sport, um, it's really well developed. And, like, I moved to the coast from the country when I was about 12. So that's kind of started late in terms of surfing. A lot of kids that are really, really good, um, you know, they start as soon as they're walking, pretty much they're out in the water with their dads. So I was kind of behind the eight ball, but I never really knew how far I could have gotten. Um, but, yeah, I just was putting in a lot of effort. And, you know, when it comes to contests, I kind of, wasn't great at him like I used to surf really well but um I just kind of 
my keenness for it just like dropped away and I started to gravitate back towards riding. So I didn't really make a decision to not surf anymore. And I still, still did, but riding just took over. I just enjoyed it more. Nice. And then you started making, uh, how did you do it for a living for other than in the United States? Like while you were in Australia, you have enough shows. Yeah. So I pretty much quit my job in like late 2001. Um, it kind of just happened by like pretty organic means. Like I just started to book more shows, more shows on the weekends. And I was started to be away all the time. And I was like, well, I'm making more money than doing my regular job. Um, so yeah, in between, like, obviously I was with you on, on the IFMA. Um, but I lived in Europe. I lived in China a couple of times. So yeah, but in between, if I wasn't injured, <laughs> I was, um, you know, trying to make money here and keep it going. You were you at that house of dancing water with Logan and those guys? Yeah. Nice. And uh Birchie. Yeah, no, well they were like the second one. It was um yeah, no, Birchie, yeah, Birchie was on the first one, but he was kinda like like an alternate. He came over for a bit and then he'd go. I spent more time with Birchie in Europe. Wow. Sweet. I like Chris. How long were you in uh so that the house of dancing water, that's in China, right? Yeah, Macau, China, yeah. How long were you over there? I was in China for or Macau for like six months. Really? So what's the food, what's the food situation? Food? Yeah, I hear lots of different, not Corona stuff, just in general. Did you uh, ever eat bats? China, China can have some pretty messed up shit. Um, <laughs> some of the stuff you see, man, it's like, oh. But, you know, there's still, like, there's a lot of shopping centers over there um, that are just for Western food. So you can go and do your groceries at those places. And, the, like, the meat, the steak and stuff like that is actually better than we get here because all our top-grade stuff gets exported. So, um, and look, heaps of, you know, American restaurants, chilies, Fridays, like, it's the food... Much for muchness, pretty much. Did they have Outback? Outback, steak, hell. Yeah, they, they actually did have Outback in Shanghai. <laughs> uh, Outback's um, fucking good, though. <laughs> hey, it is good, man. It's fucking, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from it. Um, I forget what I was going to say. I remember I used to give sh you shit about your didgeridoo exhaust as well. Yeah, no, I wonder when that was going to come up. Um, <laughs> still in uh, still in the process of painting that one, mate. I'll, I'll let you know and you can be the first to try <laughs> This has been a 15-year project here, this didgeridoo exhaust. is still not done. Um, do you have a yeah, – are you um, in the city? Am I what? In the city or like in a town? Yeah, like I'd say it's a city, but Newcastle's like, uh, we've got a big university here. So um, Newcastle would be like a lot of the cities that we kind of visited on tour, like 
you know, those college towns like, you know, Baton Rouge or Austin, Texas. That's the kind of, that's what I would liken it to. Like a coastal town, but it's got the population of a city. So, um, basically, you don't have a kangaroo like Jackson Strong. (laughs) Uh, Oh, God. Um, (laughs) No, I don't. I did have one growing up, though. Come on. (laughs) No way. Yeah, see, because when we lived in the country, my dad brought home a little joey, and this joey, I was probably three or four. Um, and the rule was we can keep the kangaroo inside and as a pet until the kangaroo got taller than me because if um, the kangaroo was bigger than me and it got the shits, it fucked me up. So, Dad, as soon as it got taller than me, Dad was like, all right, it's the road. And then you just released him into the wild? Yeah. And yeah, he just took off. Story. Are you fucking with us? He was like, later, he just left. I feel like he's messing with us. He's like, yeah, no, for sure, I had one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I well, have you, too. No, have you seen Jacko's yeah. Instagram? Obviously, with his pet kangaroo. Yeah. Yeah. How big is yeah. that thing now? I don't know, man. It would be getting big though. I was like, I, I seen that know. that dude with the kangaroo was trying to steal his dog, and he punched oh, it. Yeah. Like yeah, the, um, the pig and dog. And he gave it a swift right hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take the dog. Yeah. No, have you ever yeah, had have you ever had to fight a kangaroo? Uh, <laughs> no, mate, I've never put myself in the position to have to fight a kangaroo. <laughs> uh, God, I wish we had kangaroos here, man. That would be sweet. They are got, cool. Uh, bears and lions, dude. Yeah, well, that's it. I know. We, we don't have we don't have lions. It's <laughs> mythological. You got mountain lions. Oh yeah, they don't. Nobody sees them though. Yeah, they're like super hard to. Nobody hardly ever sees them or traps them or anything. They're just super elusive. It's crazy. Yeah, right. We got that and Sasquatch. Nobody ever sees them, but yeah. <laughs> they're there. Yeah, I'm sure they are, man. So many times on that show, they almost got him, though. (laughs) (laughs) They're always right there. Um, Always. So, how long were you in the United States for just one year or or like one winter? Yeah, well, well, I was on that tour for the one winter, but um, I spent like a heap of time there otherwise, like time in California um, and Chuck lived out there so spent some time out there spent some time in Illinois and um, but just as far as the tour, it was um, yeah just that, that what at Rose house no I back in the in the day um, had an American uh, girlfriend so she lived in Illinois so that was why I spent some I was gonna say that probably would have been a bad influence on you. It's probably better off that you didn't know him. Yeah, well, <laughs> certainly on tour, Ro and I um, definitely fueled each other's fires. <laughs> yeah, I remember some uh, 
stuff in Louisiana when you had your buddy over. Oh, you know, no, that was in Alabama. Was it Alabama? Yeah. Dude, there's this whole the, um, fight and all kinds of shit. He knocked some dude yeah. out in the middle of the street. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he got locked up for the night for knocking the soul out of that guy. Who deserved it, by the way? Who totally deserved to be hit in the face? Do you not agree? was being a total cock for no reason. Exactly. He deserved to get hit in the face. The other guy, some random guy was talking shit to us, and his buddy just fucking... It was a buddy from Australia? Yeah. He just blasted this big dude in the face. And he got locked up, but that's it? You just got out? Yeah, we took off, and then they, like, found him or something, didn't they? Yeah, like... we kind of like, I think it almost kicked off in the club, and then, like, um, we were in like that VIP area, and then I come back, and then that as it was uh, last drinks, that security guy came up and said, "Hey, these guys are waiting for you outside," and we were like, "Okay, well, let's go outside then." <laughs> um, so we went out, and then it was like nothing, and then we went to get some food from a hot dog vendor. And then as we were getting some food, one of these dudes started. Um, and we kind of went back and forth. And then my buddy, yeah, crowned him, put him to sleep. And then... Um, he just melted we, on the sidewalk. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that guy was just like a UFC knockout. Just a douche. <laughs> not, Chaz. So um, then we, we tried to get out of there. Man, the cops were there like so quick. I couldn't believe how quick they were there. It was like the punch to the jaw set off an alarm in the police station. Uh-huh. It was like there was, it was like, um, you know how some of those towns, like, I don't know if you've been to um, Charleston, South Carolina, like where USC is, Nick, where they have the streets uh-huh. are kind of closed down and everybody's just walking from bar to bar. Like that's how the little area was. So there's just tons of people in the street. So I'm sure the cops were like down the block or something, but yeah, they were swarming us what are you laughing at nick what are you reading i'm just listening to the story because uh, uh, i'm tra- so the dude's from australia he gets arrested gets out the next day and then they don't basically like, well what happened was I mean, buddy, I like it. they he got locked up and then he went to jail for the night i was trying to figure out at the police station like what do we have to do now so we had to pay a thousand bail the next morning um so he went in there and there was a bunch of ratty dudes um and he was a little bit like yeah but then ended up you know having big early dudes cry on his shoulder talking about how he missed his mum. um and then uh yeah we got him out in the morning paid his bail and then he jumped straight on a flight and came home and he still hasn't been back to america he's like man i'm just worried that that's that's going to be waiting right there for me. He's like, oh, they're going to get him. No, we're so slow here. They won't fucking They're like, he didn't even have a gun. Does this count? States don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah but I, I just wonder if, like, you hear so many now with, like, those one punches where guys get crowned and they're, like, super damaged from it. We, yeah. You never know. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing with dirt bikes, right? Yeah. I crowned myself. Several times. And that, <laughs> um, 
So did you ever ride like the farm jam or any of that stuff? Yeah, I rode the farm jam 2008. Nice. Is that place sick or what? Oh man, it's so fun. It's um it's like um kind of like Beaumont. Nice. So um but yeah, the Frew brothers are super cool and um they've got some real rad jumps as you guys would have seen uh i actually stayed on after the contest to ride some more uh but i i shouldn't have because i crashed and broke my leg but um but yeah that place is sick i'd still love to go back to it uh how far is that from you the nz new zealand um to get to Fruz would be like a three and a half hour flight to the South Island and then um, a bit of a drive. So not much of a flight from where I am. So you just, you rode somebody's bike there or something. They lined one up for you. Yeah. Well, they lined up a Honda 450 and I obviously rode two strokes. I'd ridden a 450 once. Um, so that was a little, took a little bit of getting used to. And I think that's part of why I ragdolled, but um, yeah, they organized the bike for me. So what's up with uh, um, New Zealand and Australia? I watch Flight of the Concords and they're always got New Z Australians ripping on New Zealanders. Yeah, it's like um, it's like Americans and Canadians. North so they're Mexican? the Canadians? Yeah. They're just sure. kind of like weird and polite? Now look, New Zealand, we share a real healthy um, rivalry. I would, I would think they take the piss out of us. We take the piss out of them. Um, but yeah, it's a very similar thing to Canada and, and the States. <laughs> uh, Philip says, what's up? You remember Phil from tour? Yeah, Phil Wade. Yep. He's on uh, Facebook right now saying, what's up? Yo, what up, Phil? Got your shout out, Phil. Yeah, nice. Uh, so what do you think, what do you think about the whole virus thing and shutting everything down? Obviously you guys are still working, huh? Yeah, well, we're still, a lot of trades, like construction trades and whatnot, we're classed as essential services. So, um, we haven't been affected really. I've actually been busier, um, since all this started. Uh, I was worried about my supplier getting shut down because they got quite a few employees. But, um, yeah, it hasn't really affected us. Um, and I think I'm much like a lot of people. Like the first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's just overblown, overreaction. But, like, I still think there's an element of it that is. But, um, yeah, it's definitely a different place to live at the moment. Yeah. I uh, feel less pressure to have to do stuff, which I like. You know, like on Friday night, I don't, I'm not yeah. expected to do anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> just happy to not have any plans. Not to go anywhere. <laughs> and no one's disappointed. It's like, cool. <laughs> it's funny because Matt's sounds basically just how we are here. It's like, you're kind of like... You want to be careful, but it is what it is. And work's gotten busy as shit. Well, that's it. Like, you, 
you got to be like if I if I didn't have kids and stuff, um, I probably wouldn't be as cautious. But um, I try to follow all the social distancing and all that stuff because I've got little kids. I don't want them to get sick. Um, you know, I could probably fight it off, and so could my wife. But the little one, yeah, so be careful, I guess. Uh, the kids are fine. They're the toughest. I was going to say, allegedly, the kids aren't even getting getting it. Or, like, it's not bad. Not like you want to test it, obviously. But that's at least... <laughs> they keep out getting it. They're not really getting it here either. But, um, like, my oldest one, she's eight. And I wouldn't be too worried about that. Just my two-and-a-half-year-old, like, yeah. if it was on the off chance that she got it, it would be a lot harder for her to fight it off than... than for us to do it. Yeah, I think yeah, that nature is trying to just trying to take out old people. Yeah. Oh, well, that's how many deaths have you guys had over there from it? A million. No, I don't know. A million? No, I don't think. <laughs> I got this map I pull up. Every day I check the weather because I'm trying to see if it's going to rain for a roof or not. And the weather map has the corona map on it. Let's see. And it tells me, like, who died by county. New York's the only one that's really nuts. Like, there's five in my county, which is... Deaths or just yeah. cases? Deaths. Let's, let's, let's Google it. Uh, Jordan, Mark Jordan says over 10,000 in the U.S. 10,000? That's... Of 350 million. Yeah, how many flu cases this year so far or since December or something? How many what? Cases That's of the 3%. flu have there been? That's three yeah, percent of confirmed cases. If you did the flu like that, it's like ten percent. Yeah, right. Well, that's the thing with this coronavirus, like the numbers and stuff. Like, no, I don't know how accurate or not accurate or what is related and what isn't. And like, they reckon that the curve is flattening off here because we've been in the whole social distancing and elements of lockdown for quite a few weeks. So they think it's plateauing, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. Who knows, like, what's true? And then they'll do all this stuff and it goes down and then they'll be like, good, what we did worked. And it's like, nobody ever knows. Yeah. If it's well, different. listen, it went from six feet to, I heard at one point, 26 feet. That stays in the air, and then I heard that it died. It well, now it's three meters, which is ten feet. <laughs> so we're only two meters, dude. Look how close we are on the screen, all three of us. <laughs> dude, I was in a house today. I was meeting with a customer today, and the guy's like, "Yeah, come in," because we're looking at like an addition or whatever. And his wife's like, oh, "Did I tell you this already?" And she's mm. coughing, and she's like, I don't feel good. Otherwise, I'd get up and say, hey. And I'm already in the house, so it is what it is. I'm bumping uh, in. Next thing, man, it's going to be, you'll be able to get it through Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> they'll do it. If they Dude. shut down the internet, people will lose it. So I don't think they'll shut down their internet or anything. Yeah, like no, that. no, man, they couldn't do that. They, they'd turn into the purge. <laughs> think about think about how desensitized people are going to be to STDs now. They're going to be like, "Oh my god, you got to like bang without a rubber and you still might not even get it." That's 
I they already the are, dude. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> That's right. I made it through coronavirus. All these diseases are fake. I'm going, you know, raw. Oh, shit. Your wife's on Facebook watching you. Which wife? Yeah. Which wife? The uh, Australian one, I suppose. My wife. Yeah, your oh, wife. Oh, his wife. His wife. I'm trying to Facebook my wife to get me a Jameson. She's not listening. <laughs> you should text one of, the, one of your kids. I? I'll just scream. <laughs> That's a guy. Yeah, Matt's not having any drinks with us because it's 10 a.m. there. Uh, if I was at home, I, I could have made an exception. Where are you at now? I'm at a customer's house where oh. my apprentice work. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to sit on my phone out here for like an hour. Are you guys cool with that? And they're like, oh. Yeah, I'll be right. in there in a minute. No, I just said I've got this podcast thing to do. You just uh, load up this scrap and start getting rid of all that and I'll do this call. Your wife Perfect. said that you need your wife's support. She said what? That I need her support? Yeah, that's why she's supporting you on here. Uh, no, well, in in more ways than one, I need her support. She's um, she's awesome, man. Um, I definitely couldn't do what I do if it wasn't for her. Um, you wouldn't have kids for sure. Hey? <laughs> you wouldn't have kids for sure. Well, that's it. That's a, that's a massive part. But... <laughs> Yeah, like without her, man, the, the business wouldn't be doing what it does and um, it's hard to find a good woman, man, and I'm lucky that I did. So, yeah, I need a support more than this call. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it. It makes our numbers on Facebook look better. More people watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sent out some links. I told people to jump on. Yeah, we've had like some. That. Yeah, we've had some people on. So, uh, my wife good. doesn't even show up. Joe, uh, were you around? Do you know Joe Stevens? Joe, Joe Stevens? Yeah, he's from. Uh, well, he's from um, England. Now he lives in Australia. But did yeah. you jump at a uh, movie world? Oh yeah, the movie world show. Did I? Did you say? Did you ask if I did it? Yeah, my friend that drives stunt cars and maybe monster trucks. Um, yeah. Asked if you jumped at movie world because I bet he was. He probably did some kind of show there. No, that the movie world stuff started after I'd already hung up the boots. Mm. Like that's a lot of the guys up there is like. Um, Harry Bink, uh, Sawley, Top Dog. Most of the guys who do nitrous, kind of nitro circus did that. Got it. It was after your time. Yeah, so not even any nitro circus. So I was still crusty to our era. How old are you? Uh, 40 next month. Nice. Yeah, I'm 42. Yeah, 40 is a good age. Oh, uh... But just hang on one sec, boys. What yeah. was that, mate? 
You can go to the strap off. All right, cool. You know where it is, yeah? All right, mate. Yeah, get to work. Yeah, He's just hanging out on somebody's patio. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just on their patio. They're at work, so. Um, Mel says that you have a, um, a story about an encounter with a very rare Australian dingo. A what? Australian dingo. A very rare encounter with a dingo? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, not really. I'm a gullible <laughs> son of a bitch. I, um, her dad, right, her dad is super cool. Um, we get along really well. He rides. He rides really good. And he can have a bit of a dry sense of humor. And Mel and I went, like, got a um, an RV and did, like, Northern Territory. So, like, down through um, Kakadu, uh, Ayers Rock, Uluru, stuff like that. And then we are at this campsite and there was a heap of dingoes. And um, there was this one dingo. It was a kind of a bit of a funny color. So we took a photo of that and we sent it to her mum and her dad kind of rang saying, oh, do you know what, you know, that's a real rare dingo and that's like very rare to see them in the wild. And I was like, oh, really? Yes. Um, so, you know, we're just blessed to be able to see that. And obviously it was just a normal fucking dingo. And I took a hook, line and sinker and I never have lived it down. Probably because he hasn't got me on anything else yet. He's holding on to that. <laughs> oh, he's got it. <laughs> Until the next uh, Until the next, the next gullible moment I have. And then capitalize on it. <laughs> well, at least it sounds like you guys have a good relationship. Yeah. Yeah, we do, man. Um, I'm, I'm pretty lucky with um, my wife's parents. Um and recently they opened a motocross park about an hour north. It's called the Island. Yeah. Um, had dream tracks come over and build the tracks and all that kind of stuff. So got a lot in common with her family in terms of, you know, riding and all that type of stuff. Is that how you um, guys met? Like, a, hey? at a, had you guys meet like at a race or something or? Well, what happened was, um, we kind of knew of each other for a long while, just because they're like circle of friends. And then um, her parents had a motocross clothing and gear company that they they used to run. So we kind of yeah moved in the same circles and kind of knew each other's name. And then um, yeah, we've been properly together since like when I got home from Macau in 2010. But hanging out for a few years before that, just just chilling pretty much because I was always traveling and away and, you know, Europe or, or um, China. So, yeah, when I come back, I quit riding. We buckled down and did the responsibilities thing. <laughs> so scared of this. Each their own, my friend. I know. Each I'm just joking. I like to give Nick a hard time, too, because he was married when he was like 13 or something. I was not married when I was 13. <laughs> he's, uh, he's 26, and he's got a 12-year-old daughter. So you do the math on that. 
way off. But I am married with kids, so me and Clint always, I just bust his balls on that, and then he makes fun of me. Yeah, and you and kids that, man, I can be a real fucking pain in the ass. Um, but you'll never love anything the way you love your kids. Oh, no. It's but like you get home, and that's all you do is you just, you don't need anything else. You just hang out with them. Kids, are, well, how old are your kids? Uh, nine and six. Yeah, see, my kids are still. My youngest one is two and a half or three. She's gnarly, man. She is just full on. And then my two girls fight and whatever. But all like all that stuff and all the difficulties, you know, like it never changes how you feel about them. You never give it back. Um, never take it back. They bring so much happiness to your life. You got three girls? Two girls. Oh. Well, you had yeah. three girls. No, nah, two girls, man. Finished. <laughs> Did you get snipped? Yeah. No, I haven't got the snip yet because, like, yeah, I'm, I'm finished. I am, but, like, Mel's still kind of, like, wants to be finished but doesn't know if she is and, you know, like, you know, all those conversations around the snip and all that type of stuff, like, it but doesn't I'm, seem natural. I'm almost 40, man. I'm like, I, I don't want my kids to be like, you know, those kids at school and their parents are super old and they drop them off and they're like, oh, is that your granddad? <laughs> like, no, it's my dad. Those kids are always kind of weird. I don't want to, yeah, and they smell like mothballs and shit. <laughs> uh, that'd be my kid. I'll just be like... Drop them off smoking a joint. <laughs> hey, son, yeah. give it back. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm enough. Sorry, I remember the first time, the first time I ever smoked a blunt was with you in... Um, oh, look how proud Clint is. I got that whole tour. That whole tour started smoking blunts because of me. <laughs> you, you, I first smoked, I used to smoke. Like I smoked all the time back in the day. And I smoked a blunt with you in a hotel room where it was in, I'm pretty sure it was in um, Florida. Uh, Pensacola. Pensacola, yeah. We're in Pensacola and me, you and, it was me, you and Hartman. Obviously Hartman didn't. But um, you rolled this blunt, man. And... Shit, I've never been that stoned before. <laughs> I, I was hanging on to the railings, man. I was like, fuck, man, it was rocking my boat majorly. I was like, oh, oh nice. That's Clint's goal. Your old lady just posted this. Yeah, well, that's, um, that's the in-laws motocross facility. What's going on to the right there? Is yeah. that like... A tabletop Dude, rhythm those are crop, Those are crop no, that's, things. That's, that's from, the tabletop uh, rhythm section. So it goes from like smaller to bigger, bigger, bigger. And my father-in-law kind of had the idea of like, which is a really good idea, when not everyone wants to learn to bash corners, but a lot of people want to learn how to jump, you know. Um, so he wanted to create a system that was going to be safe for everyone so 
start on these and get gold and then you can move over then move over then move over so yeah basically but you see you have we've got some pro guys that have gone out there and they've doubled um if you have a look there's a kid he's on instagram his name's jai roberts and he did um a transfer there a big um tabletop tabletop hit it wide open this ain't him what's his name no. jay jay y roberts j a y jay roberts yeah, right. so keep going down keep going down yeah that video there go up yes no on the right hand side i think all that grass that yeah that's it Oh Jesus. shit! But he had to miss like half of them. Oh, he even got a little lift off of that one and gave him an extra G on it. Yeah, loaded his suspension. Yeah, I'm not jumping that. How about that? Yeah, me either. <laughs> I'm good. We're gonna follow him. Oh. How's he get ten thousand followers? Yeah. He We're trying to break. Straight, Eight. We have an 8,000 uh, follower barrier. Like, we can't get past 8,000. You guys are tapped out. Tapped if we get close, it starts. they start dropping. They drop like 10 at a time. Find the... Um, man, that place looks sick. Do they have a freestyle uh, little park? No. There was plans, and I like... I don't really know what the plan is with that, but I want to, there's a, a hillside there and I'd love to build like a natural terrain freestyle setup, but I think it's kind of in the background, but there's so much other stuff there. That's my brother-in-law before. Yeah, that's nice. A one, yeah. Who has to mow that place? There's a ton of grass. Dude, I mowed, it used, when I, before I started my own business, I worked there like driving machines, mowing the lawn, pretty much doing whatever. And to do all the tracks, mowed and whippersnip used to take me two weeks. Wow. And then you just start yeah. over. Yeah, dude. <laughs> but it looks, as you can see, it looks amazing when it's all done. Yeah. It looks really good. You just need to do what Brody does and have cows. Yeah, we they got cows, but then they destroy the track. <laughs> <laughs> But we have what they used to have like wild pigs getting down on the track and um, the mulch, you know, all the bugs are in the mulch. So, you know, there'd be pigs all over the track and all kinds of stuff. Wow, look at that, dude. Yeah. How many acres That's, is it? 3,000. Holy shit. Yeah, well, two, two and a half, I think. Two and a half thousand? Yeah, two and a half to. Three thousand or two six to some around that acres. But what what body of water is this? What ocean is this out here? Pacific Ocean. All right. So you see. So we could like, I could swim there. No, that's California. I'm Atlantic side, right? <laughs> yeah, Americans. <laughs> so from California, they could swim there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Technically. If I really wanted to, I guess. Technically, it's that direction is all I mean. Technically. 
Do you have a Do you have a Kawasaki now? Because I see a lot of Kawasaki banners. They um, they did like a the 2020 um, model launch out there. Awesome. Yeah. So um, they do cater to a fair bit of corporate stuff, like Yamaha do stuff out there, Cowie, um, and they're looking at really moving into events. So. You know, we have these events here, the Transmodo, six hour, eight hours. So um, it would be a real good facility for events. And um, I would like to run on the main track there, which is on that map, is that the top track on the right near the dam, um, which is one of the ones Dream Tracks built. I would love to run like a nighttime event under lights with like a Monster Cup type format. I think that would be pretty cool, especially on that track. Yeah. How accurate is the shark and the crocodile diagrams on here? Where is it? I can't see them. <laughs> the, the senior, senior track. track that's Someone's me. getting eaten by a shark. <laughs> yeah, no, no sharks or crocodiles in there, mate. I know there's a lot of fish. I don't fish. know. It shows it right there. Yeah. There's a lot of what? Kangaroos? They're yeah, on no, the junior track. There's been no, uh, yeah, there's been no fatalities. All right. Of kangaroos? Are there any kangaroos? There's always heaps of kangaroos on the track in the morning because the grass is all so fresh around it. Yes. This is the best news I've heard so far. Do they have cabins there? Can I just sleep? Can I ride all day, sleep in a cabin, and get up and then be like, there's fucking kangaroos on the track? They don't have accommodation yet, but they're, and man, there's so much call for it. Um, so I think they kind of made, this was a super long process for them to get from like buying the land to, because everything is like council approved. There's like a, a wetlands area, um, like a, a national park. So I had to go through a lot of red, red tape and paperwork and stuff to get it going. But I think they made, Kind of an agreement with the local council um, that they wouldn't provide accommodation, so it would help the existing area in tourism dollars. But now they're kind of at the point where, like, yeah. So hopefully, in the not too distant future, they'll have cabins there, and you can just pay for a few days and set up. And yeah, I'm coming, and I'm gonna hang out with kangaroos. Anytime, <laughs> my friend. You know that you're always welcome. All right. You're going to have this American freeloader who's not Just leaving. Searching. I'm going to be like all those ghost hunt things and in, in, uh, Sasquatch, but I'll just be looking for kangaroos and they'll be everywhere. <laughs> you won't have to look far, man. It'll be a, like a five-minute show. It'll be a five-minute show. I'll just see it like, <laughs> yeah. like, there's a kangaroo. All you have to do is walk out of the door and go, oh, there's one. <laughs> The elusive kangaroo. <laughs> the elusive. Yeah, definitely not elusive. That's a damn sure. In his natural habitat, the the uh, neighborhood. <laughs> the motocross track. Uh, so you still ride a little bit, right? Hit the track. Yeah. Yeah, I still ride. Um, oh, what's going on here? What's going on here? You flexing oh, on oh, us? Yeah. That was a weird flex, um, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, total accident, guys. <laughs> I um, yeah, I still ride. I obviously not as 
often I haven't jumped ramps for a long time. I've actually been kind of getting a little bit keen to jump some ramps again. Um, I either want to go up to, you know, Jake Bowen. No, love him. Yeah, so I either want to go up to Jake's or down to Jacko's. And um, nothing serious, just have a bit of fun. But I mainly ride trails, bush, uh, forest and stuff. And then obviously the tracks up at the in-laws. So I get out as much as I can. Just not as easy these days. Plus, you know, you don't want to be selfish with just every weekend I'm going and then my wife's stuck with the kids. And, yeah. You know, so that's all you got to get them into riding. And then it's like, oh, we're family. It's family time. <laughs> yeah, you see, that does sound like it comes from someone who isn't married and has no kids. <laughs> Not always that easy, my friend. Yeah, it sounds but, like a headache trying to get kids on bikes and stuff. Oh, uh, look, my, my oldest, she's, she rides and she loves it. Um, that's the goal, though. Like, the goal is to do it as a family and not so much like yeah of course the upside is i get to go riding more often and do something i love with my family but you know we we would all be aware of the benefits of riding moto like how good it is for you mentally and you know like relationships hanging out at the track like you know you put your energy into something that's a positive um you know i think it's just a real good sport like um both for fitness and health, and yeah, sure, you can get busted up, but you know, you like I met a lot of my buddies through riding, and um, yeah, I think that would be good to do it as a family. Yeah, and I think you know, um, growing up, us going to races, I spent way more time around my parents probably than I would have otherwise. Yeah, which is you know, which is a big part of it. And given how society is today with like technology and kids stuck inside and we're real conscious of that with our kids. Um, We didn't have the option, obviously. So we made the most of what was outside, but I think it's really important to get them out there and do it as a family too. Yeah. Did you, you race a little bit as a kid, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. I was asking Nick. What's that? You uh, you raced a little bit as a kid, right? Yeah, I raced. Like where your dad took you and stuff? What's that? You're breaking up. Where your dad took you. Yeah, that's the only person that took I mean, Well, I'm saying, well, you obviously raced when you got older, though, a little bit. but. Yeah, but even then, it's like he was pretty excited. He never got to race. Like he wasn't in a position where he got to do it. So he went with as much as possible. But so the whole point was that it is kind of good as far as bonding with. I'm sure even you with your son now, when you guys go ride, you get to hang out and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. That's the whole the whole thing. And then you have beer. I got kombucha in my whiskey. Pretty good. Kombucha? Oh man, that stuff tastes like shit. It's terrific. I love it. Terrific. You don't like uh, kombucha? It doesn't taste good with whiskey, though. Oh, I can't say I have uh, I've tried that, but, yeah, man, I had that kombucha on its own, and I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, my kids love kombucha, but it makes them go crazy. Why, has it got heaps of sugar in it? It's got a shit ton of B12 in it. We figured that out when we had, um, 
What's his name on Clint? The snow bike. Hoslam. Hoslam, yeah. He was sponsored by a kombucha company. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, it's got a ton of B12 in it. That's why kids are bouncing off the walls. Mm. What they need right now. B12 is what your body craves. It's like uh, Brando on uh, Idiocracy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that movie couldn't be further from the truth these days. <laughs> it is the truth. It's creepy. Yeah. Dude, how many fucked up ideas have, are like happening now? You know, how many what? like fucked up ideas. Like people are like, like idiocracy, and I don't know. I'm sure there's other screwed up. 1984, like all these movies yeah. that were out that you're now like, whoa, this is what it is. And what's what's that one? It's got a. You had a pro wrestler in it. That's, um, what's that? um this is the end uh it's not ready has it got ready what no uh some movie and they're like they're all robots and bizarre but there's heaps of stuff in that where yeah terminator no not terminator you <laughs> up. I know what that is. you're gonna have to find oh, out and shoot it to us <clears throat> Dude, uh, so well, this is like a side thing, but I'm very excited about it. Uh, not this weekend, but the following weekend. At some point, we're going to do a fr- uh, crusty Demons of Dirt number one viewing party. So we're going to yeah. we're going to watch it with John Freeman. And he's talking to a bunch of the guys, Seth and stuff like that. Try and get them on. So that would be super cool. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm excited about it. Um, is your guy doing any work over there? Yeah, he's he's gone. He's going to drop off scrap and stuff like that. Took the work truck. I'm just chilling. <laughs> With your thrashed kids hat on. Okay, it came on a good day because I'm kind of in between jobs and I could afford to take the time. Um, if it had been this time last week or whatever, I, I wouldn't have been able to because we've been pretty flat out, but it worked out good this time. You know, saying you got a thrashed kid's hat on. Yeah. yeah um, man, be, I've been supporting the cause for... I first met Wacker in 2002. He was, what, 18? <laughs> like, he was probably yeah. super young. When he was still riding one two fives, and I went to Chuck's house randomly, I was in, I was yeah, I was in Illinois, and through old uh, freestyle MTX, I messaged Alex, and I said, "Look, um, I want to come out to California and ride. Do you know anywhere I could like use a bike or whatever?" she got me in, in touch with Chuck and like Chuck had never met me, didn't know me from bar or so, but picked me up from, from the airport and um, I stayed at Chuck's house for like 10 days in, um, Paris, oh, in Paris. Anyway, yeah, met Wacker and Adam Jones. Um, yeah, we rode the hills and Wacker's a good dude. I'll, um, that's no secret. He's fun. 
Have you seen him on yeah, it? That old 250 Honda? Yeah, man. They, he shreds it. He's gnarly. Like, he doesn't seem that gnarly if you were to talk to him, but he's super gnarly. He flipped that thing, which is like a 90-something old steel frame Honda. Then he hopped on his friend's 450 and just flipped the 450. Like, and he's always been like that. He went to Youngstown. He flipped a 100-footer. Like... Fuck. Yeah, the guy can. And when I was over there, um, that third one right there, off. top right. Yeah. Yeah. On oh, what's his name? Um, Patrick Evans' bike. Yeah. He just yeah. borrowed it and it probably hit the ramp like twice, and then was like, oh. I wouldn't even switch from a 252 stroke directly to a 450 and jump the ramp. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, he he can ride. That's for damn sure. Uh, where my um, well, probably one of the best whacker stories I got. I went out with him. At, I was mechanicing for Javier at X Games. Me and Whacker went out till about like four in the morning, three in the morning, and then just got some random shitty hotel. And then Javier calls me at like seven in the morning is like, hey, they just told me that I'm in speed and style because he was an alternate. And he's like, can you be at the arena in 45 minutes? And I'm like, yeah, but I basically <laughs> slept in between all the events just in a chair in the pits. <laughs> Javier still gives me shit. I'm like, I didn't know that we had an event or I wouldn't have done that. Javier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Is it... What's his brother's name? Gabriel. Um, Gabriel. Those boys ride, ride good. Is Gabe still riding? They both still throw down. Both yeah, of them. Yeah, they can ride, man. <clears throat> Yeah, Javier always even says that Gabriel's, like, more talented. He's like, I'll take months to learn tricks, and Gabe will come and ride for, like, two weeks and, like, learn everything that it took me all year to learn just in those two weeks. Yeah, I, when he, they did those few IFMAs, um, Gabriel always had that smoother style. Um, but, like, I... As far as Javier got, man, I never expected him to go that far from what we used to see on the IFMA. Like, it really surprised me when he started going as well as he did. Um, but, like, full props to him, man. Like, he was cool as, like, and no matter how much lust he used to take the piss out of him, he always had a smile. So I was like, yeah, this guy's pretty cool. He gets it, and um, especially you know, South Americans and stuff, or even Europeans, they try and play a lot of head games at freestyle contests and stuff. I'm sure Americans do too, but I've never, it was more so, I think when we went to X fighters and stuff, and I've heard some stories about some other events where people are kind of making some comments to him, trying to get inside of his head. And he's never let that stuff get to him. He's just very strong. Yeah, well, he definitely didn't let that stuff for last get to him. So, I mean, you just need, need that for 
for contest, man. You need to not be able to get let people in your head. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Which I it was weird because I guess coming from we just do demos, so everybody's just like boys at the event, you know. Versus uh, if it's an actual contest and money's on the line, you're kind of trying to psych some people out, I guess. You know, for a couple extra spots. Yeah, I think um, that's the thing. Like back in the day with the states, like the contest, like was so high stakes and high pressure and like crazy courses and. There was a massive gap between like those guys and you know and especially like all you east coast guys that were doing your own thing um you know in australia it was like there was a lot of contests there was also a lot of demos there was a couple big events but there was a massive divide in the states of like yeah the west coast dudes and you guys on the east like you know if I wasn't on Freestyle MTX, I wouldn't have even known that East Coast had a freestyle song. Um, <laughs> you know, like, that's when, you know, Clint FMX East till he dies um, was super cool because I was, that's that was a cool thing about the IFMA. Like, I'd never really heard of any of you guys just as much as you wouldn't have heard of me. And it exposed me to... Um, total different approach to riding like it was cool yeah i i look at that and i'm like you know every industry is probably like you know the main people and then there's a whole sub level like is what what we were same way we were like uh not top contest guys but we were still making a living and traveling and having fun yeah and that and that's what was like what was strange in a way like that you know that crossover we kind of didn't have that in australia it was like a handful of guys who did all the shows who you know went to the contest who did good who got all the photos in magazines um you know and me and my brother were kind of part of that group and you know because we've done it for so long and then there's that same kind of group in the states but then you know you guys, like you said, you're still like doing shows, making money, like in decent money for just riding a bike, like, um, and having a good ass time. Like, I never had any bad weekends on tour. That's for damn sure. You were around a good time for sure. The the crews that we had on Ramp to Ramps for the most part were pretty tight. Like, we were all pretty tight and hung out the whole time. Like, almost everybody. Yeah, like it was, um, it was a cool vibe, that's for sure. Like, you know, we all, like, even, you know, when we got to those cities, like on the Thursday, we'd always, like, go out the night before. And after the shows, we always went out as a crew. Like, there was never any, like, sub groups. Like, everyone was out together. Everyone was having a good time. No one thought they were better than anyone else riding. Um, it was just, hey, let's get through these shows and, and party. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it, it was good, man. It was some of the best times on the road that I've ever had, like just having good, clean fun in in an essence, um, you know, and consistent crowds. And, yeah, man, that was, that was an awesome six months. 
Yeah, that was a good time for sure, especially early on when we were still packing out arenas. Yeah. Like, that was still... I, freestyle wasn't overexposed yet. Like, it was... Still had an element of some people haven't been saturated by it. So you still got crowds that were super into it and, you know, people that hadn't seen a lot of tricks and and all that type of stuff. And, like, yeah, I did a Monster Jam in Houston, man, and there was, like, 85,000 people or something ridiculous there. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about it, and that tour and all of us East Coast guys have exposed a ton of people to their first if and probably only freestyle motocross, like, live freestyle motocross experience. I didn't hear any of that, man. You're talking underwater. You kept on breaking. I know. It's there's like an echo only when I talk. Uh, I was saying we exposed a lot of people. Goes the boss. To their only freestyle motocross, probably on that tour. Still didn't get your brother. Is right. that your computer or mine? You two guys talk. I'm hearing that. I'm only hearing you say we were the only something. Freestyle motocross something on that tour. Something. It doesn't matter. You guys talk. Sorry, Clint. <laughs> I don't know how to fix it. No, but it's only like um, every so often. Majority of the time it's fine. But, yeah. yeah. I turned it down. Does that work better? Good damn that. Seems like it. I was saying to a lot of people that that IFMA is probably the only live freestyle they ever saw. Yeah, for sure. Especially in Alabama. Um, oh, definitely. The way they reacted, you'd, you'd definitely, even just the straight jump, they were like, whoa. So, 100%. Well, now that we're and having that's, sound That's issues. why they... Go ahead. No, no, you go. Well, I was just going to say we'll uh, clip it if you got to get back to work or whatever. No, like, um, yeah, it's up to you guys, man. I, my bloke will be back soon, but, um, yeah, like, I guess I don't really have too much else. But um, <laughs> We'll do another one. Yeah. I've I've had fun. This is this is good. Like, I know my wife is my wife still on Facebook. She hasn't said anything in a couple of minutes, but in a couple of minutes, she said that. Do you guys roof all? How's winter over there? Does it get crazy or no? Where I mean, you don't I get snow, like, right? No snow. Um, where I live, it's basically the coldest it's gonna get is zero. So, but that's Celsius, not Fahrenheit. So that's so like 30, 32, 33. But then in summer, um, well, this summer we had a 49 degree Celsius day. So that's like what, 130, 135? Come on. Oh, so you can't do shit, especially <laughs> with steel on a roof. Oh, we still work. What'd you say, 49? Yeah. What's that on a roof? Like. 160? Yeah, probably 75 degrees Celsius. 
That's insane. So do you ever do you slow down or you just go full bore all year? No, no, way way around the clock all year. I, I never. I got during obviously rain stops us, um, and then the heat in summer. I I still haven't had a day where I've gone. Oh, it's going to be forty nine, forty eight, forty six, whatever, and said, "Boys, it's over." I've never done that. I've always gone to work. If it's too hot, just get down and have a drink and have a, have a rest. If you're not feeling up to it, that's cool. Um, pretty much just take it a day at a time. But yeah, on the roof, man, like it gets so hot that the glue between your um, shoes and the soles melts. <laughs> yeah, 49, 49 Celsius is 120. Yeah, 120. Yeah, you got to move slow with that heat. There's no way you can fucking no, die. Drink, drink plenty of water. and But, yeah, we still get it done. That's the beauty of owning your own business, I guess. You got to work. You got to put yourself through the shit. If you see, I think you got to be willing to do the thing that others won't. If you want to have the things that others don't. True. So, yeah. Guy dropping knowledge here. He's gonna hashtag grind hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Trust the process. (laughs) All that stuff. Knowing which it's good to grind and hustle, it is. I think that it's the only way to do it, but yeah, I'm definitely not going to be a personal trainer with diet plans anytime soon. <laughs> so, um, so fit teeth. Mel says there will be no FMX comeback on Facebook. No, well, I didn't say that I'd have an FMX comeback, I never said that. You heard it here first. He's coming back, he wants X Fighters, he's claiming it. <laughs> X Games best trick next year. <laughs> no, look, no, I'm not gonna. But I would like to just go and jump ramps or pull back on a 75 into the pit again, like just to have because you don't. When you don't do that, you miss that feeling of a big jump of, you know, that float, the hang time, or you know, hanging off the thing when you do a whip or a turn down. And I tell you what. I really want to do some turn-ups, but you need a good jump for that, and the only thing I can think of is a ramp. And I was kind of already doing them a long time ago, but nothing like they do them now. So I look at those and go, man, that just looks like it would feel so good. I would really like to flip just the feeling of fucking floating one around, brake check, and just float it in. in. Cause you flip, you used to flip for a while, yeah. Yeah, like ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That um, is that bit of a pull at the top and round she comes. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but it, with the reality of that, I don't know if that'll happen. But <laughs> I think about it sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I still think about like. The rear, the fun things like cool feeling tricks and like bigger jumps, natural terrain stuff, and I, I, I miss it. I do. I miss the feeling, and I, I loved it. I guess that's why I did it for so long. But um, you know, the risk involved, I guess. But I think if you if you're good at something, and I would say that we were good at what we did, and we can both, you know, we can ride bikes. We've got the bike skill. 
you can be aware enough where you're like, I'll keep it at 70 or 80% and, you know, only a freak kind of happening will cause me to eat shit. Um, only going to eat shit when you're pushing the limits, when you're trying new stuff, when you have that mentality of overconfidence, when you're not cautious anymore. I agree. It's funny that I agree with you and that's that's what like people that never rode don't understand because I have people still that all part I post those videos at that track and the tracks everything's small on it and they're like oh you're crazy and I'm like dude that's all like I'm sure I could get hurt but the likelihood is very 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 low yeah it's um like when I ride trails or I ride the tracks up at the farm, like there's some big jumps up there for that you know on their merit. But you, I think you're aware enough. Like I try and ride between 70, 80 percent every time I go out because I know I can exist in that little bracket and be pretty safe. You know what I mean? I don't take undue risks. And some of the jumps up at the the motocross park, the in-laws, some people probably jump those jumps. And I was like, I'm like, yeah. And it's like you just said, you know, but if you look at some of the jumps we both would have done back in the day, some natural terrain stuff and like I'd that's some pretty gnarly stuff. I'd rather big jump big natural terrain stuff than like a big jump on a track. Oh, hundred percent. It's weird. It's, it's yours. different. It's like that's where you're supposed to be doing this. <laughs> yeah, but natural terrain, I just think like the visual aspect of it isn't as daunting. You know, like you've got a big hill, a big area, you're not enclosed. You know, you don't have this limited run up. If you want to take a longer run up, you can. If you're, and, and the jump's you know. not like this. Like there's not like a, a gap where it's just like, er, here's the gap. Mm. Like you said, it's like a mountain. So you're like jumping up the side of a mountain versus like, here's this little thing and this little thing. And you have to hit that one. Yeah. Yeah. You got to grease it or it's hospital time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time I was ever like, I'm going to grease this. I deck the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I tell you, like, if he's going to ever make it over this way, um, you know, and come and ride this park and my in-laws it's um dude it's amazing you can do a podcast from the track i tell you it's yeah it's fucking awesome i'm into that if uh especially if this gets any bigger and there's some events over there i can couple it with some events and do interviews i'm 110 percent in so uh for sure i'd love to have you over like yeah well maybe you know, if it goes that way and then we do some events here um, because I know there's been talk about having the next Red Bull Day in the dirt at, at, the, uh, at the track. Um, awesome. Way down so, south. Down hey? under. They did Red Bull Day in the Dirt down south in Florida. Well, I've seen that. It got canceled though, yeah? Uh, like, they did some events and then it got canceled. But I think... Red Bull Day in the Dirt Down Under, obviously, is the next step. Well, they've already had two Day in the Dirts down here. Oh, 
Well, fuck, I'm late to the game. Is that what it was, <laughs> is, <laughs> is that what it was called? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a proper proper day in the dirt, but it was um fast house. Um that backed it. Um That basically. was the same with the Florida deal. Yeah, right. So um the guy who is the importer for Fast House in Australia, I'm pretty decent friends with. Um, so, yeah, kind of throwing around the possibility of doing it there, um, which I think it would be a super cool venue to do. do you, so do if that guys, happens, my friend, come you, on down. Yeah. Do you guys have comedy clubs in town? I think we've got one. one yeah. All right. Go and hit that too. Well, hey, you don't stand up these days. Yeah. For like, oh, really? Yeah, like three and a half years now. Is that bad that I don't know that? No, that's fine. He's been keeping it underground. I don't. Expect- I didn't know it's been three and a half years. I don't. Well, it'll be four years. Um, like Thanksgiving, basically. Can you send me a, a link for some of your stuff on Messenger or whatever? Yeah, I even did some motocross uh, events. I opened for the Pulp MX show twice, and I opened for uh, uh, This Is Moto, the movie, um, at two different places, too. So I don't get to do motocross jokes that often, so like that set's kind of fucking rusty, but... Uh, um, I do com- regular comedy all the time. Obviously not now, but... Yeah, well, man, send me some links. I'll be, I'll be interested to see that. You got bigger balls than me, man. I, I couldn't do that, dude. That first time must have been just fucking nerve wracking. You're like, cool. I'm about to say a whole bunch of shit. I think is funny, and then if no one laughs, oh man. I told, I told nobody, and I went to an open mic by myself, so that way I didn't know anybody in the room. And I just, yeah, but like Clint was going to a jerk off theater. He's like, I don't want to be anybody to see me. Nobody knows my face in here. <laughs> only people that are jerking off. That's the only people I want watching me. <laughs> Makes it easy. And then he flexed oh. us again. <laughs> hey, my phone's about to go dead, fellas. All right. Dude, thank you very much. And let's keep in touch. For sure, man. It's been a pleasure. And, um, yeah, let's do some some more. Hey, I kind of was thinking, you know how Joe Rogan does Fight Companion? Yep. I think it'd be really cool to do like a race companion. Let's do it. We've done um, a little bit. That's what we did with Fresno, was a Fresno companion with Jeff Emig, Bubba, Seth. Um, and that's what Krusty's going to be. So I'm definitely down to do some... Uh, Whatever you want to do, and we can. Yeah. I'd love to do some race stuff and bench race while yeah. we're watching. Maybe, maybe if it comes back and Vegas Supercross is on, hopefully they might close the season out with a race. Uh, so allegedly, they're going to get them all in in fall. Right. Okay. So, but I'm 100% down. So, uh, what oh, are the cool. races normally over, for you over there? Like noon? One o'clock? Yeah, depending if it's east or west coast, but like usually around two o'clock. All right. Yeah, cool. we're in. Some good Saturday uh, day or Sunday day drinking. Yeah, let's do it. 
All right, man. I can, I can smoke a virtual blunt with you and get <laughs> you stoned again. So. <laughs> you can e-smoke. Did you? <laughs> hey, did you know that your name is Magic Cole? How did you get the name Magic? How did I get it, Magic? Yeah. Chuck Carruthers gave it to me. Uh, why? Okay, because he is he gave Wacker his nickname as well. Um, and Angry Adam. So he he went through Chuck went on this kick of having to give everyone nicknames. It, it was his mission. So he wanted to give me one, and then he just one day he was like, "Oh, you're magical," and I was like, "He's like magic, magic coal, magical." Magical, and it just started as magical, and then it just got shortened to magic. And then, and when I was in the states, and I'd come home, it'd sound strange for people to call me Matt because everyone in the states just knew me as Magic. Well, the other guy's name was Frenchy, and he was from England. So I don't know that it's a good idea always to go by the nicknames you're given in America. <laughs> 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 right, fellas. Well, hey, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me and, and bench race. I really enjoyed talking about some of the older times and whatnot. And anytime you guys want another random guest or whatever, you just hit me up. I'm always down for chat. Will do. Thank you very awesome, much, man. dude. Good catching up with you. Yeah, for sure, fellas. I'll talk soon. All right, later. Bye. Appreciate it. See you, boys. Later. Adios. Well, there you go. Is there still an echo? That echo's gone. I don't sound like a robot anymore, do I? No, but you delayed a little bit. It was the third call. I don't because I didn't have an issue, and then as soon as he signed on, all of a sudden I could hear myself. So at first I was like, "Are you playing the show while you're listening to it?" Maybe. But, well, sometimes he would move his hand and it get real quiet. I could tell. Well, that was just covering the microphone. Yeah, but I didn't know if there was some other issue. Sometimes I turn my head and the light lights up and it looks like my nose is like. Here's the thing. Like everybody goes, and this is I when I did the um, Fresno deal, Barker's texting me like the sound is low. And I'm like, that's Zoom, man. Like <laughs> I can't, I can't, uh, I can't affect that. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Now that was that worked out good. How long we go? Um, shit, hour forty something. Yeah, we're still live right now. FYI. Oh shit! Oh no! <laughs> ah, I gotta go. He just signed off. I didn't sign off off of uh, live, so I figured we'd at least go over the sound issue and see, because I knew that it would be different. And nobody's complained online, so I don't know if they're getting that echo or if it's just, a lot of times it's just with the call between us. I only had the one computer, so I didn't want to open up and then hear it and listen to it and fuck yeah. everything up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everyone, we are, uh, I do have Krusty One is set up, not this weekend. The following weekend, it's either going to be Friday or Saturday. We don't have a um, definite date yet. We're it, depending on the guests that we're trying to line up for it and their availability as well. Obviously, we're going to try to get as many people. John, I've been dealing with Bubba, and now I'm dealing with John Freeman. So um, 
John had mentioned again for uh, Fro because Fro was in Krusty One and uh, a bunch of other people. So uh, Chicken, Chicken was in, in Krusty Remember with with the Prince thing where he's <laughs> Dude, I uploaded that. I ripped that Dude. somehow and uploaded it to uh, YouTube years ago, and instantly Sony took it down because they own yeah, Prince yeah, like yeah, immediately. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He he's like. I started, he goes, uh, chicken was in that. And I'm like, chicken, get chicken, please. <laughs> yeah, you're, I love, you're like, a... <laughs> I like chicken and Bradshaw because they used to just ram into each other all the time. Yeah, it was awesome. And I liked. Did you ever make that? Uh, would you make a Bradshaw 250 or was that Matasevich? Yeah, no, Bradshaw. I won't show that to chicken if he's on. Yeah, I'm he'll probably just like, fucking. Be like here's, and the thing i'll be like here's pictures of my bradshaw 92 replica do you remember this bike running into you several times in corners are you a pussy clint <laughs> i we had emigon with mcgrath helmets everywhere do you think he probably saw he probably recognized he saw those that. for sure that's probably why he he bugged out at the first like five minutes and he's like all right get it together dude no he bailed it's just out. nick's garage no he bailed out uh exactly for emma goes and then came back. That's the only time he disappeared was for. That's immigrants. a career move right there. <laughs> I get a text from Barker like, hey, uh, did we lose Emig? And I was like, I checked. The, <laughs> I checked participants and I'm like, no, he's still. And then all of a sudden he popped up and started talking yeah. again because it went to the to the um, like music video part. And all of a yeah, sudden he, he pops back in. And I'm like, ah, uh, he just kind of, he just muted. We should him. have rewound it, dude, just to fuck with him. He muted, <laughs> he muted <laughs> it and went hiatus for Emma goes. I just did want to jack up the video. Listen, the fact that he even came on the first off, Barker's like, no, Emma is in, and I'm like, sick. And I even text him, I'm like, dude, if you even show up for ten minutes, that's fine. I would be totally stoked on you just popping in for 10 minutes and saying some stuff. Oh, and another thing, the intro video. Remember, we never got to play the intro video. Yeah. I was having second thoughts anyway, only because in the intro video, I'm like, Jeremy McGrath, still the king of Supercross. Oh, yeah. That's and I'm it. like, ah, I don't know. I didn't. You know what? Let's just roll. Let's I go. I didn't expect Emig to sign in that early. I thought for sure. He you would, were going to sneak that in. I was going to sneak that in in the beginning, and then Emig would be on for later on in the podcast, but then he was already there. And then I'm like, once he popped in, I'm like, eh, I don't know if we should play the video or the, the intro. And then everybody was like, play the movie. And then you just hit play movie, and I was like, oh, good. Yeah, just <laughs> roll with it. Like, we had momentum. Don't fuck it up. Because yeah. they'd be like, this ain't the movie. What's this? And then everyone would stop talking. Be like, yeah. still the king of Supercross. Yeah, exactly. And then Emig's like, "Who put this shit together?" Exactly. So, hopefully, I mean, we've got a lot of traction from that, and I know Krusty. I'm working on another one. Uh, um, Nick knows, but it'll be. Let me just tell you, it will be good, real good, if it comes through. I'm not going to, I don't have any, uh, I know a friend that knows somebody and they've allegedly sent the text today 
to this person. Um, I text him yesterday. Oh, I know that I know. I told you, and you were like, "Oh, my favorite movie." Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um. So. Nice. Terrific. My friend was supposed to text him today. So, um, basically, Fresno, Krusty, and this other one. I'll let you imagine it's not terra firma. That leaves us basically only two other really big movies, right? Would you? There's only. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's the biggest. Okay, well then there you go. As far as Nick's concerned, it's the biggest freestyle movie. And I'm working on trying to get the man behind it on here with us to watch it. And let me just say, it's kind of a big deal. Kind of a, <clears throat> kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's kind of a big deal. There's two movies in this. Okay, over there. There's two movies in this, uh, in this series. You're and, kind of just spilling the beans, hundred percent. I don't even. Yeah, but you know what? This is not even. The other Krusty, I I didn't say anything until Krusty was for sure, and now we're just alluding to something that's probably not going to happen. So nobody get too excited, but I'm working on it. And so far, I've pulled a bunch of stuff off that I didn't think was ever going to happen either. So uh, I'm putting out into the universe that that's going to happen. It's vibing it. I'm sending out after Friday. You gotta you gotta ride those vibes. Because I didn't think that was going to happen. I know. Nobody did. Because I got tons of messages from people that I'm close with that were like, yo, that shit was epic. I should have watched live. And I'll- yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> it was Friday night. You were on lockdown. What were you doing? Exactly. Watching not, Netflix? Not being confident that we were going to pull that off. Good. No, I don't want those people watching our shit. <laughs> They're energy killers. That's right. Uh, 90% of the viewers on that were not subscribed to the YouTube channel, people. Subscribe, like, hit the alert notification button. Once we get crusty, one, we're definitely doing one. John wants to do 11. All right. Because that was basically like all the first 10 years. That was the best of the first 10 years. But I'm, I'm, sure like, seen it at some I'm point. like the first three. Right? The first three to five are the most epic. Yeah. I mean, all of them are, but like Krusty One was like, everybody's like, have you seen this movie? He, John was like, I want to do 11 because it's the best of basically. Let's do it. And I'm like, listen, we have to start with one. I'm like, yeah, you got to do one. And I'll find my, um, my bootleg blockbuster edition. There you go. I'm like one pretty much started freestyle. Yeah, that set everybody off. Right? Did that not fucking start? Crust. Well, that's why one. it'd be fun to watch it with them because it's like, when did you start filming it? You know, there was no yeah. contest in it that I remember. I've heard some stuff, you know, but uh, I want to hear it on my podcast. No, <laughs> I've heard yeah. him talk about like he used to film snowboard stuff and whatever, but it's like you know, the tie in with these guys and he definitely just taking that style of editing and filming over to Moto made that changed it. That yeah, that changed Moto and Freestyle Moto and basically kind of made in my head 
I would I would like to because Terra Firma, it came out when Terra Firma like four came out or something. Krusty one did. I think so. Look look up when Terra. Firma I didn't even know about Krusty and or about Terra Firma until me neither. I got Terra Firma three or something. I was in the Midwest though, so things didn't ship as fast. Yeah, but I want to say three is when. Let me do this. I'll just 99. show the screen. Terra Firma. Three. What is up with the fucking thing? Am I sharing my screen right now? No. Terra Firma 3 year released. Uh, Terra Firma 3 digitally remastered. 96. Terra Firma 3 was in 96. Wow. Well, Crusty Demons of Dirt has a Wikipedia page. What does that say? They originated in 94 while filming with f the filming of Crusty Demons of Dirt by Flesh Wound Films. But it doesn't say it came out in 94. It just said they. Oh, that's true. They I'm, could be, I'm just. They could be traced to 94 when filmmakers. John Freeman and Danny Nicholson had been accumulating no, footage. No, you're right, because I was just thinking of X Games. The first X Games was in 99, and Fresno, so. It looks uh, like it came out in 94, dude. Holy, holy shit. Holy fuck. Wow, I was 11. I guess, yeah, that makes I sense. I was 14. Look at that stack of riders. Uh, yeah, Danny, um, Schweitzer was also a snowboarder and a snowboard, like, filmer as well. All right, we're going to sign off live because live we've been on here. See if anybody's still on Facebook watching our jabbering. Just two people. I have not been paying attention. It's probably just Moto Pimp. Who's still in? Who's in here? Show yourselves. This is like when you're ghost hunting. <laughs> <laughs> who's in this I, chat room show yourself i can hear you <laughs> write something if you can hear me <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone we're signing off the uh the live podcast if you're in here in zoom which i know you're not because it's just me and nick and danny d wayne double d if you're in zoom you get the after show chat and um, if you wanted, you could ask anybody questions just for future reference. If you sign into Zoom, you don't have to have an account. You can go to that um, number that I posted in the... I only made it in one post. But I'll include the numbers so you guys can log in. For the podcast right now, the Zoom deal is free. So you guys can just check in on Zoom. And then you can raise your hand, ask questions directly, and then I can unmute you and you could actually ask the guest something directly yourself. So um, for the big... And if you're in, we'll probably send you stickers. There Give you us go. your address. Um, and then for the big movies, like the Krusty premiere and stuff like that, it will be a couple bucks, uh, four bucks, five bucks. Um and then same thing you could ask whatever john freeman dana nicholson seth whoever's in there some questions so um and the other one we don't have lined up yet but i'm sending it into the universe that that's going to happen so 
Um, all right, people. Thank you. Thank you for, for making it this long. Once again, like I said, boysin.com, strokerindustries.com, canvasmx.com. Check them all out. Um, and then in your notes, if you buy something, be like two wheels to freedom or FMX East or Clint or whatever. Just say something and reference us. Chuck will know. And at least that'll be like uh, they actually told somebody. Promo code. Promo code. Just put my name in somewhere. Put Clint's, Clint's a homo. Just put that in. That's fine. That'll work. And then he gets credit for it. And they'll get, yeah. You'll get to make fun of me. Nick, uh, Chuck will laugh. And, I'll get a giggle. And I'll get credit. So it's it's a win-win-win for everybody. So uh, thank but, you. Oh, next week, Zach DePaulo started hitting me up about doing a, another show. So we're going to have Zach on next week. He's going to promote the shit. Oh, uh, we better be in full HD. Right now. Yeah, exactly. That's what he said. The quality was finally up to his standards where he would allow himself to come on the show. We had to get microphones and all sorts of webcams to get Zach on. Exactly. He's hard. To, he's a hard guest to get. So uh, we only dropped four fucking frames this whole time. I better get a haircut before Zach comes on because he's going to be mad. You if better. It's... He'll be like, oh, I come on. I'm nah, gonna shut it my, down. I'm going to shave Just my what? head straight down to the, to the skin so you can't tell how bald I am. Disgusting. All right, people. We're signing off for real this time. Thank you, right, guys. Adios. Next week, Zach DePaulo. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> <laughs> I've right. called him Zach the whole time. Yeah, and not next week. Uh, I should look at the dates. What is the date today? The 7th. Okay. So, like, the weekend of the 17th, 18th. It'll be one of those, 17th, 18th. We're doing Krusty One. John Freeman, whoever else we pull, there'll be a, a flyer and an announcement. Um, and that one will be paid to get into the Zoom room and ask some questions. But you the can Zoom. the Zoom room. <laughs> Emig, listen, last time Emig was sending thumbs up in the Zoom room. chat. Yeah, he was the one who was like, hey, people in the Zoom room are talking. Yeah, exactly. So uh, you never know, people. Sign in there. That was Plus, pretty cool. I need to feed my dog or whatever and my bike gas. So, all right. Boom. Wrap.